0: Hello, and welcome to This is a Token with Alex Monroe, the podcast that celebrates all things jewellery. I've spent half a lifetime designing and making jewellery, but what really interests me is what it means to other people. This is a podcast where we ask our guests about the jewellery they cherish most of all. We'll explore moving, fascinating, and often surprising stories connected to each piece and those emotional bonds that we just can't do without. My guest today is Hazel Gardner, floral designer, writer, broadcaster, educator and founder of Hazel Gardener Design. Hazel has a broadcast and journalism degree from London College of Fashion. She started out in the fashion departments of newspapers and magazines and then moved on to the exciting world of talent management at a television production company. But after some difficult personal challenges, Hazel reassessed her priorities and transitioned into events and education and rekindled her love for the natural world with gardening, floristry and horticulture. After retraining, Hazel launched her eponymous floral design studio, and today she directs a skilled team to produce amazing floral experiences. She's also a writer and a broadcaster, and she's even been on Gardener's World, which is the high point for me and my mum. So it's with great pleasure and thanks that I welcome Hazel Gardner to This is a Token. Oh,
1: thank you very much. What a wonderful introduction. Well, there's more I could (laughs) go on
0: and on. Um, I'm going to say to our listener that Hazel's come into our London Bridge studio and um, we've come up to the top floor. And because we get like cars and dustbin lorries and stuff, we've had to shut all the windows and um so i'm melting a bit um but you're looking very serene and cool yeah this is my happy place any any
1: temperature kind of between 20 and 30 i'm very happy
0: okay (laughs) Okay. well i'm melting but we're good i've got a cup of tea um you've got a glass of water we've got some biscuits which you can help yourself to if you want one Anyway, Hazel, let's start, if I may, because Chelsea's just recently finished. Yes. And you did something at Chelsea. Can you tell me about that?
1: Yes. So we did the iconic... um, Iconic? We did the iconic RHS Letters. Which I saw. Oh, thank you. Which is, as somebody who's gone to Chelsea for probably six or seven years, um, even before I trained, um, it was just such a privilege and an amazing moment to be given an installation at Chelsea, absolutely the letters were something that I've always loved you know when I've gone before I really wanted to have the opportunity to do those out of everything that Floris right. can do so yeah it was it was amazing and I think anything like that that we do that's public facing because we work with a lot of brands which are amazing but you just don't get that kind of same feedback from yeah. you know members of the public unless we do kind of private events for people so to have to kind of go each day because I was there each day and just see people looking and listening in it was just amazing um, so it's I love Chelsea Flower Show.
0: Oh, it's gorgeous. Um, So this year, we've worked with Mm -hmm. the charity Mind for quite a while. So they invited me along to their garden. And um, I went with my daughter, Connie. And um, me and Connie have had a little bit of mental health difficulties over the years. Mm -hmm. And particularly Connie, we're kind of a little bit claustrophobic and anxious Yeah. And um, by the time I got Connie together to leave the house, it was about half past Mm ten. And we arrived there at about half past eleven on the Friday, I think it was. And it was just rammed. Yes. And poor old Connie was like... (laughs) Yeah,
1: it is super busy. Yes.
0: (laughs) And anyway, we made it to the mine garden. And the designer, he let us onto the garden. So me and Connie... We actually got into the garden and there was no people there we sat there for about an hour until and then they were filming Cardinal's World yeah. and we had to move and then we were back with all the crowds it's yeah. quite yeah. nice being a being part of Chelsea isn't it because you can avoid well, this, the hordes
1: this is the thing and I think this is why um, you know kind of the freelancers who helped me on the day to have that opportunity to see it as it's being in the build and even just to be on site when you're just with crew it's super special yeah. and also actually getting to go onto a garden because that's the thing I always feel a little bit sad about is that, that a lot of people obviously go but yeah. you see see it from afar you're kind of like in a goldfish bowl with your yeah. you know there. So to have the opportunity to do that's amazing and uh, we were actually sponsored by Morris and Co's so We got the chance to go on their garden and the same yeah. it's it's just so tranquil and sitting in the gardens and seeing it from that perspective is very special.
0: Morris and Co are the sort of William Morris yes. um, um, estate you know sort yes. of a legacy yeah. sort of, uh, company aren't they? Yes um, so they so hold all that's the archives. Process.
1: It was just the the perfect partnership because the design had wallpaper in it that was all Way, something I sketched from the very beginning um, yeah. and I obviously wanted it to be botanical wallpaper and I really wanted to work with a British brand and somebody that really understood the natural world halter culture botany so uh, having obviously Morrison co with, with William Morris's designs was just the perfect fit so yeah really lovely really lovely story
0: what, what I've got in front of me is some castings and what castings are is, is after we make something in in metal we can make a mold mm-hmm. and reproduce it so that we can use it and the reproductions are called the castings They come back and then we have to clean them up. I pulled these out for you. I made them like a couple of years ago. And they're just little studies of, I think we've got a buttercup, a strawberry and a daisy. So beautiful. Um, I'm not like good enough yet to go into Latin names. But um, we thought after my visit to Chelsea, I thought I'm going to contact Chelsea. And talk about doing like a miniature garden in gold and silver. I just think it'd be really fun. Oh
1: my gosh, that would be amazing. But I don't know how
0: we'd display it. As you came up, you were saying how much you like jewellery. Yes. Did you by any chance get to go to the Fabergé exhibition at the v and
1: I didn't. And it's so, and it's such a shame because I love Fabergé. Anything highly decorative like that, I absolutely well, love.
0: you just couldn't get tickets. Oh um, gosh. I managed to get one, which was lovely. So um, it's another great privilege I managed to get to. And he did, um, he's got these like eggs with like flower displays Mm -hmm. in them, and they're all in gold and silver, and they're just amazing. And I kind of thought maybe maybe when I retire I do floral displays in gold and silver but I feel like I need I would need some training in flower arranging mm-hmm. and you also educate you do courses as well yes. don't you?
1: Yes, yeah so I think that's that's the thing and, and I know that you have a natural love for the natural world which obviously <laughs> comes out in this exquisite casting I have to say <laughs> it's just so lifelike it's beautiful um, but yes like I my dad's actually a professor so I don't know whether that's Is kind he? of yes he's, he's, he's a oh gosh it's like business management in a really long time Oh, <laughs> um, but um, he's also rainy. yes. He's, uh, so I've always been obviously around him visiting him he used to actually his office used to be at the Barbican which is still wow. one of my favourite buildings in London yeah. so very lucky as a child to kind of go there and see my dad And I've only kind of heard him actually uh, in real life um, teach a couple of times but it's always kind of such a privilege because my dad's really funny and silly and oh, then he yes. has like this professional persona you know so yes. it's just it's quite funny um, but yes education is something that's massively important to me and uh, actually being a gardener as well really informs what I do i think understanding the flowers on that level and how they grow and what they need outside it really helps me to bring kind of naturalistic styles inside so um but yeah but i love i love passing it on that's what it's there for the next generation that's what I, I'm more i, I love to
0: teaching too i think if you're if you're like really passionate about something you want to tell other people and there's a joy in it Absolutely. but also i feel that i learn huge amounts when i teach because because you have to express what you might do instinctively and having yes. to express it makes you think about it and process it and often improve and you know anyway yeah. so I find it really useful on our way up we were chatting because I saw you on um, on Gardener's World first mm-hmm. and then I re-watched it um, last night and what I do is I've got a cutting garden which is actually my cutting garden I think a lot of people have been growing plants to cut and what I do is I go and cut and I plunk them in a vase and they all go Bloom. <laughs> And it's like, oh, God. <laughs> I'm, I'm about as good at flower arranging as I am at wrapping birthday presents. Yes, like...
1: oh, gosh. I know a couple of my husbands particularly bad at birthday <laughs> presents. I literally hear the tape machine. Of I'm like, oh, gosh, yeah. here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, okay. And then you and um, Rachel Tain, Yes. Um kind of had all this stuff and you just kind of, you're there, you're plonking it in this vase thing, like so casually. And then you stand back and it's like,
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Ta-da!
0: That is beautiful. Yeah. Which is highly frustrating.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, it's it's one of those things. It's a bit like, as well as jewellery, I love makeup and interiors. And it's one of those things, isn't it? It's like when you do, like, a natural face, that's the one that takes ages, that takes so long. So, it's, yeah, naturalistic flower arrangements. It's just principles it's just really knowing well a it's knowing about your vessel a vase can change everything if you've got the right support for your vase if you've got the right height some vases are particularly hard to actually display flowers in because of the way they are um and then it's little things like you know using chicken wire which really helps kind of hold your stems in place so you won't get that kind of floppy effect unless you're going for that so it's like little things like that and then it's about placement We kind of call it a pyramid. It's like a high point, a middle point, and then a low point. So if you kind of use that, then you're... It's a kind of really good base. And it's just things that people just wouldn't necessarily know.
0: So would you say, could someone like me come on one of your courses and leave being able to maybe not do quite what you do but at least not be such a disaster <laughs> a-
1: absolutely absolutely I'm actually doing a, a series of workshops at, at Dalesford I and mean, the first one was on Monday and if you go on my stories I've got a highlight and you will see all the arrangements that people made and a lot of those people hadn't done flowers before and they all look amazing so it, it's definitely something that's hugely accessible to people and I think it is very intimidating because you know you just think it has to be very very considered and you have to train and obviously you do for like at my level but But anyone can do a course with me and then come out and be able to replicate a, a beautiful display at home.
0: What do you think about Japanese flower arranging? Uh, Ikebana. Yes. What about doing a course in that is that is that what do you think about do you, do you know anything about yes it? i know really? lots
1: about it it's actually a, such a skill and such an art and there's so much narrative uh, behind it because every stem it's very minimal for those that don't know about ikebana it's it's normally a very small amount of flowers that are placed in a kenzan which is a flower frog which is right. like a, um, has a metal base it has like spikes that come up okay. um and basically what that means is that it, you can hold one stem really easily so you can create these minimal arrangements and the whole theory about Ikebana that every stem is telling a story so it's very considered and actually my tutor Wagner who's incredible he actually trained in Ikebana and although I trained at McQueen so although he was at McQueen's you could see even the way he touched flowers it's, it's almost like a ballet watching him
0: I thought I saw some of it in yours and the reason I say that is because you don't have that sort of what you'll see in a sort of florist, or often you don't have that symmetry. You'll have mm-hmm. like something coming off and down. Yes. And it looks, like I say, it looks like it looks effortless. Yeah. But then when you look at it, you think, of course, that isn't effortless because it's so beautiful. Yeah. And it's that trick of making it look minimal and effortless. Yes. It's also uneven. And that's why I saw that association between Ikebana and yes. what you were doing. So maybe there's a little bit of a oh, yeah. trace back in, in your work.
1: Yeah, that's amazing, I Alex. Mean, you can see that. That's amazing. Well, I, just,
0: I just can't do it and I'm jealous how do you know the number of times So like I say like I think probably a lot of people. Last year I um, gave up because I'm lucky I've got a nice sized garden <laughs> and I grow um, vegetables, things that I enjoy. But last time I gave up a portion of it for flowers and flowers without a doubt have been my best crop if you're not a me. Yes. We have almost a year's worth of a house full of flowers. <laughs> It's just abundant, and it gives you so much joy. Whereas sometimes with vegetables, you you struggle, 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 and then and you fight off the slugs and the snails and the this, that, and the other, yeah. and then you get about five things. And so I found flowers to be the most productive and rewarding thing you can grow. Yeah. So I kind of recommend to anyone to give over some space but you've got to be really, you have to cut them you can't just leave them out there can you, you need to cut them and,
1: yeah. and I think, use them. I often have this conversation with people and I think a lot of people... Um, Presume that I would if I garden, I garden with vegetables and and um, edibles, which I really don't. For the same reason, it's just something that I, and I'm not a huge cookie That I love food, but mm-hmm. I'm not a huge mm-hmm. cook. So I think if I was a cook, then I probably mm-hmm. want that. But yeah, I honestly, even if it's buying a packet of sweet peas or cosmos, anything that's cut and repeat, that's what I say. You know, so you actually by cutting it, you're replenishing it, and more will come. You, so you
0: need to, don't you? Yes. So we we're very basic. So exactly that: sweet pea, mm-hmm. cosmos, yes.
1: and some dahlias and some sunflowers you know perfect they're the best they're the best sunflowers are so easy to grow oh and they gosh. give you so much they're so so, they're so fun you're growing the, the four wonderful varieties for a cutting garden
0: but my problem is because what i did after seeing you on gardeners world you were like oh we can even you can even cut a bit of rosemary and put it in. my wife looks at it and goes you know what <laughs> <laughs> what
1: what is this <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh God, rosemary. anyway i'm gonna learn and be better but i think i think i might stick to I think I might contact Josie and see if they want to do a little gold and silver garden uh, Chelsea do you normally kind of partner up with somebody else or is it, or, or with a charity or something because I don't know how it works
1: for the show gardens you have a sponsor and that could be a charity so yeah, yeah you're definitely kind of it's two of you doing it together mm. and then less so for the floral installations although you can have a sponsor but you don't you know yeah. necessarily have to but I think that's a wonderful idea and it reminds me there's um an amazing floral designer called Harriet Parry who took part in British Flower Week at the Garden Museum recently and her work is miniatures a lot of her work as miniatures so she'll she'll have like a clipped picture and then mm. take the essence of that and put it into flowers and recreate it in flowers and she also does like mini tiny arrangements <laughs> look, Harriet, you must look at her Harriet Parry yes, Writing yes. Down. Yeah. Yeah. She, and she she is an artist who has yeah. to work with flowers so I think, yeah. I think anything that kind of changes people's perceptions so you know miniaturising is so gorgeous because you're really gardens are beautiful but to really I, I, I really encourage people to linger on flowers and really look at them which you have to do for your work Work. Mm. So I think that's a really lovely idea. It's funny because
0: it, I, I get the impression you, you're doing the same. as So when we're making, when I make something, we have an apprentice who's just a, um, a thinking about doing their masterpiece and, and graduating on from their apprentice. And um, I'm talking to her about going to the, the original source. So you know, if you're interested in in squirrels or acorns and oak leaves, go and see them and draw them and collect them and press them and. Um, something that I often do with flowers, which you probably hate me for, but is, is, um for example, with a fritillary, when I've made a fritillary, mm-hmm. I've collected them and then I actually take them apart mm-hmm. and see how they work and yeah. what makes them into a fritillary flower and how, how does the calyx fit on and yes. how does the stem go into that. So I'll often dissect and press in my sketchbooks and then I'm able to... Make something because you need to understand what makes a buttercup a buttercup, yes, before you can make one. And I get the feeling you do that in your display, you yes. need to understand what, what the vibe of that part yeah, is, yeah,
1: absolutely. And I completely applaud you for, for doing that. That's like, how else could you do it? You know, you need to dissect it and like to take it apart to then be able to like recreate yeah. it in jewelry, yeah, well, it's good fun. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and flower pressing is lovely. Mm-mm. But i yeah, I'm exactly the same. If there's a flower that I don't even know the variety of, I've never come it across cross it before, I always have to know what it is, look it up. I can't just be like plonk it in without knowing. You know, yeah. that's something I'm yeah. very passionate about. Not every florist is like that, but I'm quite geeky really. So I'd really like to know everything about flower It is, it isn't is it? that <laughs> it is definitely the academic background. So I like to know and then also you're building up a catalogue of, of knowledge, you yeah. know, so it's really important that I do know everything I'm using. But yeah, absolutely it's just like I have to have a lot of knowledge around the flowers. And for me that does extend into the garden. So is it drought tolerant? Plant is it tropical? You know where where was it from originally? Is you know if it's a native wildflower? Like where was it? And and I think when we work with brands. And a lot of our clients, they, they come to us because we, we translate what they're being inspired for, whether it's fashion, jewelry, beauty, yeah. um, fragrance, you know, so we really do have to be educated on, you know, notes if you're working on a fragrance, yeah. say. And that just helps with our work, and I think that's why people really gravitate towards us, because we put that extra level of kind of knowledge and research into yeah. everything we do. I
0: feel like this is your time because after particularly with the with the, the pandemic and the coronavirus that's strengthened our bond and need for the bond with nature and the natural world hasn't yes. it and so i think that's that's exactly kind of what you're doing isn't it mm-hmm. it's um, it's interesting with oral displays mm-hmm. because you're often taking natural things from the natural world and putting them in, in a built environment. Yes. And and there is that strong need. I mean, that's kind of what I do because everything I make is is connected to nature. Mm-hmm. And there's a strong need for people to reconnect with nature, when, particularly in cities
1: and when they're unable to access it. So yes. it's all about that, isn't it? Yes. And I've seen a complete change. In the last kind of you know two years, yeah. I feel like everyone has come into my fan club yeah. <laughs> of the yeah. natural world. I think every that's how I feel about it, and I think everyone, especially if you're you know live in an urban environment, you kind of just got on with your job, say if you d- not into gardening, not into horticulture, pl- pl- yeah. you know, house plants at all, and then suddenly we're only allowed out for an hour, and then suddenly you're like, oh, I've got a local park, I've got a local green space, like you know, and then you feel that you really need to have your eyes rest on something. Yeah. I think it's really important that our eyes do see green, and you know, yeah. it is. Is a privilege to be able to do that yeah. but it gives us so much and so yeah, everyone has now realized especially people who aren't lucky enough to live in the country that we need it to feed us it's the same as air you know our whole kind of you know for fragrance for, for sight for birds for everything for all the senses we have to be connected to nature
0: i've got this thing and it's unresolved and i'm in my late 50s and it's unresolved still and I, because i was brought up in the countryside, and i love the countryside, and i feel at home in the middle of a forest away from people just and when I can hear the birds and I can identify the plants and it's I'm really comfortable there but last night was my daughter's degree show at um, Goldsmiths
1: College oh my sister's university oh well so she's a
0: she's a fine artist so I I got the bus over there and I met like all her friends we've kind of grown up with and so I met everyone and I know some of the teachers there and that we were kind of hanging out and Verity's doing, she's teaching, radio DJ workshop okay. for five days as her piece. So that's her, amazing. that's her final piece. So it's not actually a thing. Yeah. But it's great. So they're all really kooky and out there and amazing and there's all this wonderful energy. And so I had this brilliant time and then I popped on the bus, but I got on the wrong bus and then um, had to get off in Deptford and walk. And, get on. and then I met my friend Dave Lewis and then I was walking up through Camberwell and everyone was out in the cafes and streets mm-hmm. and I just thought oh my god I love London I love South East London yeah. and I love the people and it feels at home so I have this real conflict between loving the urbanisation of mm-hmm. South East London and wanting to be on my own in the middle. and I've never quite resolve which one are you kind of town or country I'm,
1: I'm Alex I'm exactly the same oh, nice. <laughs> and, and maybe we should never resolve it and we no. just have the best of both worlds because <laughs> I think that's the thing it's like I've lived in London I went to university in London so I've been here since I was 18 and even if I go like and I absolutely adore the country mm. like it, where I grew up was you know zone 6 so it was actually quite leafy but my sister lives in Hay and Wye and I have Ooh. just oh yeah which is gorgeous uh, very gorgeous but I've always yeah. seen Solace in nature and countryside ever since I was young. And you know, because my mum's a great gardener, so we often used to come up to like the Regent's Park, the World Parks, or you know, visit National Trust or go to a garden. So that's very much part of my kind of narrative. But I'm exactly the same. I always, whenever I leave London and if I come back, I'm like, I still love it. I think people, we've got a lot of friends who don't live in London anymore, but we're not done. We always say that, like, (laughs) we're not done. And yeah, I find something new in it. I mean, for somebody who soaks up anything ascetic you know all the yeah. galleries are here but not even that even like people watching you know it's just I love the energy of it and I say that and I'm very lucky because I've got a, a quite a sizable garden for London so yeah. I think you know and I live in Stoke Newington which particularly kind of village feel so maybe that's another reason why I, I'm definitely not done but yeah I think, think camberwell
0: not the same as Stoke very Lines, much the it's, same. It's, a, yes. it's a village it's a village. Yeah.
1: Right, yeah yeah yeah
0: Um, I've done what I always do, and we've been chatting away, and we've forgot <laughs> to talk about jewelry. Tell me about your jewelry. Have you bought any yes, pieces I along? Brought, I, brought I mean, them you're wearing. It. You look. <sighs> Amazing! Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Um, um, and you're you're wearing beautiful jewellery oh, just uh, just as you. you are. Thank you. Um, but tell me what you brought along as well. Okay, uh, yeah. so
1: in my little, I box. have to
0: say that ring you've got on is just oh, just fabulous. Thank you, thank you. What's I do. I, um,
1: so this is uh, Monica Vinader.
0: Actually, well, Monica's yes. an old friend, yes. and she's super talented, yeah. um, and I love it a bit. And um, I keep saying, "Come on, podcast," we'll and she says, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," but then she's too busy. Oh, I don't gosh. think she's making excuses.
1: Uh, no, no. no,
0: no <laughs> but no. we started out at the you know at the same time so we used yes. to sort of stand side by side uh, at Paris Fashion Week uh, and yeah we're old we're old, old she's done so amazingly well yes. she's like stratospheric so yes. um, I'm not jealous yeah <laughs> but like, you a...
1: Alex Monroe <laughs> it's like the same anyway, but yeah. thank you thank
0: you and I'm glad that it's Monica because she's great and oh. and they're lovely pieces Yes, yeah, like, yeah. yeah that's good well oh, I love this I love a jewellery box
1: yes yeah, so I've got to do so yes yeah, so jewellery has been a, a massive part of my life <gasps> I was very into fashion from a very very young age and obviously I know you love the fashion I world, can tell yeah so um, from a like strikingly young age like nine and I was saying to somebody the other day actually how my dad used to this is before the internet when um, you'll know the trade magazines came out after all the couture yeah. show, all the catwalk yeah. shows, and that's how you would know. Like, your trend reports, big magazines. Yeah. And, bless my dad, he used to teach away a lot, and he used to come back from Italy with these kind of, like, collectionines, I think they were called. So, yeah, at a really young age. So I have always been um, attracted to jewellery. I love what you've got so, out yeah. there.
0: I um, these little flower castings, because what you've got out is a spectacle (laughs) of gorgeousness. Um, You know, I was saying, listener, I was saying that I'm baking it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to rinse my hands because I don't like touching other people's jewellery if I've got sweaty hands. No no, no worries. Excuse me, but something that gets Mm jewellery is... um, the worst thing for jewellery is product so mm-hmm. if you put yes oh my like, gosh you know put a necklace on yes. and then spray your spray perfume, perfume. perfume it is so like bad. Co- so corrosive I love so bad but um, also if you have cream and things on your hands and you've got like sweaty hands that can be bad too is yes I right? just rinse my hands yes. yes. where should we start it's oh lovely. my gosh
1: um, or should we still be like maybe historical order? chronological, but yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I brought along here my librarian and prefect badges. Ooh, um, geeky. I know, here it is, <laughs> she's coming out. Um, but yeah, do you know what? I just thought actually, these are jewellery. And I think it's interesting how you can get given something which is essentially jewellery and how that can change you as a young child. Because um, for me, I'm jewel heritage, my mum's from Grenada, my dad's British, and I grew up in. In a kind of a very kind of white white school it was a lovely primary school and secondary school but i've always felt other you know always felt different so being made a librarian honestly for me at the age of i think i was 7 or 8 it just meant so much because, you know, rightly or wrongly, I felt validated. And really, what you want to do is feel that for yourself. You shouldn't need somebody yeah, else giving, giving it to you. But. Well, is there um, a point
0: where your otherness, mm, you felt it might also be an asset? I mean, is there a point where your otherness, you think, actually, this is a, something I'm proud special. of not?
1: Yeah, I think I have to, you know, hats off to my parents with that. My mum, especially, was always like, you can do whatever you want to do. You know, I think somebody coming from a very small island, she always instilled with us, especially in us girls, we, I've got two. Um, two sisters and a brother that we could do anything that we didn't need a man uh, and that, that the world was our oyster mm. and to always embrace that and I think it was only other people so external influences people saying things at school people trying to touch my hair things like that where even though that was instilled in me you question yourself but always actually I actually have to say Alex I have always felt I didn't want to be anybody else and was very happy in in my own skin although it was challenged uh, especially hard really like a teenager and things like that but I've always have some kind of like inner confidence and um can't really tell you where that comes from but yeah I've always seen it as a blessing oh, that I'm different
0: sounds like a brilliant mum and dad yeah as as anything, definitely, but also, also it's definitely, you yeah. um, I'm interested because I have three daughters yes and the kind of cascade of imagery and narrative somehow the validation of your life is based mm. upon the, your, your relationship or your you know every movie you watch is yeah. you know and it just drives me mad and i'm actually quite proud that all three of them are single and yeah. and just getting on with their own groove yeah um, and completely disregarding the need to to um value or judge themselves by the by a partner yeah um Although I'm sure, you know, if they want to, they'll settle down with someone later. Mm-hmm. But also I was interested in your story of otherness because, of course, I would never understand. I'm I'm very white, middle-class mm-hmm. British, and I grew up in the country, so I would never understand the experience of someone who is dual heritage. Mm-hmm. But I did like pressing flowers, mm-hmm. and I liked drawing and making clothes, mm-hmm. and I was very feminine, mm-hmm. and I think that gave me a slight sense of not not being you know like the other guys yes. kind of thing yeah but, and I, I don't know if I've yet come to terms with that and found that to be my strength <laughs> and when I see young people now who might be my my kids have male friends who are very feminine mm-hmm. and they wear nail varnish and they and it's like oh my god how brilliant to grow up now
1: mm-hmm.
0: where there seems to be more inclusion and validation of difference. It's just so lovely. Yes. As far yeah. as I can see. I, yeah. know, I know things are tough, but...
1: Yes, I think there's still still a long way to go, but my goodness, definitely things are changing. And I've got, um, you know, like, lots of young people in my life, friends, children that I've known since they were born. And it is just wonderful to see them kind of grow into people who aren't so self-aware yeah. and aren't so kind of... And I, and I think this is positive and negative of the internet and social media but it is just like they see themselves more you know, yeah. you, know it, it, you know, on the internet and it's just more as it completely should be just everyone should be able to be exactly who they yeah. are however that is so for me that's what I try and achieve and try and you know really kind of promote that I just think if you we're not individuals what are we especially in creative uh, endeavours you really need to have your own voice that's how you're going to be individual and that's how you're going to be different from everybody else and we Choking. absolutely need to embrace that
0: totally just as, a, by the way, um, when I was lost, when I got lost in Deptford on the bus and had to get off, and I met my friend Dave Luke, He's from Grenada. And he's
1: oh, just,
0: he's just finished. He's a teacher. He's just finished, and he's off. I said, "Come out for a drink." He said, "No, I'm off tomorrow."
1: Oh my gosh, said, is he coming Grenada. Be back-
0: I'll be back in September.
1: Oh wow. And I'm like,
0: yeah, where's my invitation?
1: Like, where's your tonight? invitation, Grenada? It is, um, it is, like, the most beautiful... I mean, I'm biased, but it is beautiful. We went uh, a couple of months ago, and, yeah, it's just incredible. It's just... All right, moment one moment. day. So
0: he's yes. got a house in the... It, it, it's up right up in the hills. Oh, in the hills, yes. And they grow kind of all fruit and stuff, oh, and it's amazing. like, it's all planted, and yeah. it just sounds like...
1: It's heaven, it is, yeah, it's yeah. a heaven, heavenly island, and it's very verdant. and there's lots of, you know, differences, and there's the mountains, and then there's, like, obviously the beaches, and it's just... I've never met yeah. anyone from Grenada that I didn't like, they ah! got a sunny, I mean, you would just like sunshine <laughs> coming into the inn oh, here, but they're all oh, really nice,
0: so oh, I don't know if that's gosh. true, but if you,
1: Let's say it is all people for good are oh, like Wonderful.
0: <laughs> anyway, this is lovely. Yeah, so, so. so these these are these sort of represent a kind of validation of, of you.
1: Yes, they do, and I suppose, and I still kind of see. I mean, I'm human. I still seek validation. You know, <coughs> even even now. So yeah, it was something that was just uh, telling you you're responsible, and you know, you're you're. You know, I, I really loved as a kid, kind of getting on the back and saying you've done really well, or and you know, I always strived to you know get really good grades and everything like that so yeah these badges I've always kept them and they're still you know I haven't put them away in a box every time I get a ring out they're there and it's just that it's that little reminder that you're doing okay you know you started off well and you're 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 doing okay and um yeah I just think it's amazing how it's just symbolized in a brooch
0: really you know so yeah I love that and I actually think they're also um they're really good-looking pieces. They're really
1: well. nice, aren't I they? Love the yeah. Combo. yeah. There's something quite very preppy. The, the, yeah, <laughs> the, kind
0: of the green and the red. Mm-hmm. So what we have, sorry, listener, if I should have said earlier. We have a, a lovely rectangular librarian. It's gold-coloured with green enamel on the background. A librarian <laughs> um, little brooch. And then we got the lovely shield brooch with prefix, but we're going to photograph them and put them on the website. But um, that's kind of like timelessly British. It is, it is,
1: isn't it? It is. <laughs> it's like I look at it and it's just like, oh my gosh, it is It is so quintessentially British and it is very It is very preppy, isn't it? And it's probably like a badge that a lot of 15-year-olds would want to nick and put on their blazers, yeah, you know? And yeah. so just And I thought that as she was choosing these pieces, like they've really stood the test of time, you know, okay, so. Yeah. Um, I think that's going
0: to be lovely because, you know, perhaps in years and years to come, yeah. you're sort of a grandmother or yes. and the grandkids come over and they'll be going through your jewellery box and they'll and they'll <laughs> find that and say oh tell me about yeah
1: that. tell me about that
0: and it'll be brilliant because it? it'll it'll transport you back and that and the stories back to when you yeah. were a child at school yeah I was really interested in in um what you were saying that's the first kind of the first time that someone's expressed a piece of jewellery as being something that could actually create change in your life it would give you confidence and, and yeah. would and would would give you a kind of step up, yes. and actually I've missed it because I think I've talked to people who've received medals mm-hmm. and I'm sure something like a wedding ring also mm-hmm. or, or an engagement ring rather. yes it, it validates mm-hmm. and it's a physical object that reminds you about about confidence and change and, and yeah. moving forward in your life isn't it? yeah, so that's a really nice a really nice another aspect of joy that I think I've missed in some of the other interviews like yeah, that.
1: yeah no, f- and for me that's kind of like really important because I used to work in vintage so I, I could collect everything you know and it's like what do you hold on to I actually I think people expect me to have like huge you know jewellery box and huge wardrobe and I don't really because I've just edited down to the pieces that that really affect me and like I can I always yeah put emotions on objects a lot of the time I don't have a lot of things um but everything I do have is really important to me because it tells that story or because it changed my emotions or because touching it makes me feel a certain way. Or remembers a positive or negative memory and i just think that's that's how i kind of curate objects in my life in general you know so
0: um that's totally my interest in jewelry because i think when i started making jewelry there might have been you know a little bit of thought from some people that is sort of slightly frivolous Mm. thing it's like decoration yes and then i was like well no hang on a minute you know prehistoric people needed these things that would have either of warded off evil spirits or given them good mm-hmm. luck or, or, or connected them to ancestors mm-hmm. or memories. And, and it's actually very much part of human nature mm-hmm. to want to keep these connections with Absolutely. things and you need a physical object often to actually take you back I mean these these are just so brilliantly <laughs> they just kind of they just remind me of school days yes
1: and it, do, and it, and it does day. yeah 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 <laughs> and it is and it is it really is because that's my primary school that's my secondary school and it really oh. does epit- epitomize that whole time for me so,
0: Brilliant. yeah Brilliant.
1: Okay, we've got so many nice things to... well, let's go on to this one. I love that. Because I'm a bit like, I'm a bit... If there's a song that I love, I will listen to it on repeat. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm that kind of person. You Mm -hmm. know, I will reread books. So this, and I have... It's almost like the seasons with my jewellery. Like, I I wear this. This is a gold... It's just a vintage piece. I think I picked it up. I went travelling when I was in my late 20s to Australia and Grenada and America and New Zealand and I think I picked this up at a flea market because I love fleas and Mm. oh my gosh like never happier than delving into a box full of like jewellery or costume jewellery and uh, it wasn't until I got married actually I was like I don't really care about fine gems and I'm like I kind of do Uh, (laughs) but back then I just and I still love costume jewellery I absolutely love costume jewellery but this is a gold I mean it's probably glass uh, just a green um, glass pendant with a kind of gold backing but I just loved it and I think I think maybe it appeals to like my vintage side I love 70s vintage so mm. anything that's kind of long this has got a really long this is actually just a really a cheap necklace but anything that's really long and statement and I just wore it honestly every day for about three years and actually my it. my niece is always like when I stopped wearing it she was like Auntie Hazel where's your green necklace to the fact where we actually got her a similar one that's green I yeah yeah, because she loved it so much and I don't know I was thinking about this I was like maybe I've always just loved green and nature and why do I love green so much but it just i'm always looking for quick wins especially when i was a a fashion student you can't afford new things all the time but jewelry just adding Mm. one piece can elevate and i always say that in flowers like adding if you've got pastel display putting in a one burgundy stem can just Mm. elevate it or take it to a different place so that's how i see jewelry as well it can just really just adding a few pieces although for me more is more so it's not before (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah, it's just one of those pieces. Again, it just really reminds me of that whole time of um, when I worked in television, when I traveled, and yeah. It does look kind of quite sort of 70s, doesn't it? Yes. So the green, it's a lovely green,
0: actually. Yeah. It's got nice facets on it. So it's a big rectangular, you know, a green stone, although it's probably cut glass or something. And Mm -hmm. then you've got all these lovely colours. And it's mounted on this textured, sort of rounded rectangle. Mm -hmm. And it's gold-plated, but some of the gold plates worn off Mm because it's been worn so much. And it's got a hole in the back, so you get the light through the back of the stone. Yeah. And, um, And it's, like, kind of really cool. I can imagine if you were watching telly in the 70s, the glamorous leading lady be yeah, wearing, wearing something that. like this. What is interesting is that you've worn it so much and someone's worn it before you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really, really worn at the top. Very to, worn. To like a hair <laughs> sweat. when you think, oh, oh no. that's so nerve-wracking. Oh, no. And the problem with pieces like this is that the, um, the metal, because it's costume, mm-hmm. um, the metal is what I call white metal. So it's, it's a non-precious metal. Yes. And it's not something that you can sort of solder and fix. Mm-hmm. So you can't solder a new... Jump ring on the top mm-hmm. because it all just tends to just melt into a big pool or something. So Gosh, what worries gonna... me is that when <laughs> that wears through, it'd be a tough one to fix. Gosh.
1: Would I have to remount it? Do you think? Could I put oh. another mount and then do like a like this again?
0: What I'd recommend, because you love it so much, I think it would be worth making a mold of the mount, and uh, taking the stone out, yeah. making a mold, <gasps> casting it in silver. Yes, and having a new jump ring on, of course, and then you've got the exactly the same stone, exactly the same back. You have it gold plated. Yes, and then it's sort of going to carry on through the generations. Okay. Yeah, and I'd even be worried about wearing it too much with it. That's so thin. Yeah, that it's going to go at some point. You don't want to lose. Oh my gosh! If I lost it, I would It'd literally get so it's upset. Yeah, <laughs> and it may be that somebody knows how to solder this white metal. I don't know how that's done because mm-hmm. it's such a low melting point. Yeah. That um, I mean, I suppose another possibility is that one could remove that ring on the top and then drill through and put another. Oh,
1: put another one, another, another jump one. ring on it, which yeah, would,
0: which would hold it. We'll talk about that later God, if you want. to Getting that done, do um, I, Why
1: do we do <laughs> <to> <laughs> It's such a
0: cool piece. I can kind of oh. see you in it. I mean, looking at how glamorous you are now, I think you would look fabulous oh, in gosh, that. Oh gosh, thank you. I, I love that. Piece.
1: I'm a huge fan of like Halston. So anything like those yeah. that long necklaces, that whole kind of 70s look. I just yeah. yeah, love,
0: love, love, love. And I like the fact that that was kind of off travelling days yeah. after you finished with was it after uni or
1: yeah so I was, I was 27 so it's quite after university it's when I worked in TV production mm. and I took a kind of sabbatical really to mm. go travelling so it was at that point so it's a juncture in my life that was full of change and kind of uh, you know looking at words and reflecting and mm. yeah so it kind of really reminds me of that as well so, so I love
0: it was that after because you had a period of illness was yes that, Is that after that so it was a time of reassessment of yeah the real life. so
1: that was what's the time so that was just before Mm. Uh, and then when I came back um, I continued freelancing and then it was probably about a year later where I actually got diagnosed but oh was it yes yeah yeah. Um, so yeah I was diagnosed with um, a rare form of cancer uh, back in 2007 but I always say it, it really changed my life for the absolute better like so many things would be completely different if that didn't happen such as having fearlessness to start my own business my Uh, first business uh, to who I was seeing at the time to to reassessing what made me happy just to yeah so for me I never look back on it and wish it didn't happen because actually so many good things came out of it you know I used to be very very anxious it's something I still deal with and I really had to look at my mental health and kind of you know get help with that you didn't join that anxiety gang yes I in the anxiety gang (laughs) definitely there flying the flag um, so yeah, so it was an opportunity to really work on myself,
0: you know. I was gonna say, but now I'm changing. I was gonna say, when's your book coming out to do with flower? Because oh I, I just wanted to see, having yes. seen you work, I would love, I would buy a book.
1: Yes. Oh, thank you, you, thank you. But it's... now
0: I kind of want a bit of life story in there as well.
1: Yeah, so. yeah. Well, this is Well, it's it's something that is kind of like be murmuring on in the background because um I have been asked about that quite a lot, and I just want it to be. I feel it needs to be more of the story as much as like a, there's so many gorgeous like coffee table floristry books um, you know a lot of my friends have created just wonderful books but yeah it's just how I kind of feel I want to tell my story and with flowers mm. that's kind of like what mm. I'm, what, what's going on with it. so but, yeah but thank yeah, you for that guys. I'll, I'll wait a few say. years but I'm not waiting too long
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay brilliant that's lovely I love that necklace listen I've bought in a blanket from home because when you're recording you have to kind of try and absorb some of the sound so I've hung up Table cloths and put a blanket on the table. and I've just seen that my daughter Connie has been using this blanket for her dog. Uh,
1: I thought it was dog, in, hair. In dog <laughs> hair. This
0: is how classy <laughs> oh, we are. No, uh, I love studio, um, I've got a golden doodle. <laughs> I've got
1: a golden doodle. so
0: that I can okay, we're at, all right. Fill it yeah. home with dog hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Oh, and these I just oh about so, love.
1: Yeah, so these are my Moshkino vintage, probably 90s, I'd say, earrings. So I went to, when did I graduate? In 2000. So I was very much at university when there were some incredible kind of like British designers, McQueen, mm. and it was just an amazing time to mm. be, I went to launch club fashion, amazing time to be there. But I have never, you know, I do like luxury brands, but I've always, I mean I couldn't cover them for a long time, you know, as, as a young fashion student. Oh, really? um, so mm. that's another thing I found with jewellery, it's an accessible point into a designer that you really love. So these, yeah, these are Moschino, and I can't actually have pierced ears, which is so mm. awful, because I got a weird reaction and, um, I've got little lumps on my ears, so if I re-pierce them, that might come again. So um, I've recently been wearing Huggies, which is a revelation to me because everyone always wonders. Obviously, I like adorning <laughs> myself. Why don't I wear earrings? But that's why. <laughs> but these are clip-on, and now clip-ons are much easier to get. But actually, back then they're quite difficult. So I, I used to wear a lot of costume jewellery, vintage, because well, so that's how so they were clip-on.
0: That's going to be nice for us because if you want to have a look at the jewellery, we can mm. put some clips. We can because we've got the workshop downstairs, so we can just. <sighs> You know, so if there's earrings you like, look yeah. off, we'll just we'll just clips. put some clips on. Oh my gosh, amazing. But these, are, well, I'm going to leave it for you to describe gosh. to our listeners. Okay. Um, You've oh, done better starts. job. Than me no, no, your
1: thoughts. big. so they are very statement large earrings. So it starts with a gold button top at the top, which is the clip, which says Moschino Milano. Which um, you know, not so, a great greatest Italian pronunciation. So <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we've got like a kind of outline of a heart, almost like a teardrop heart which then drops down again into a coin and these are double-sided coins which have a heart on one of them says cheap and chic which is a Moschino brand and the other one is just a, a gentleman's face so like a coin but they're very large they're very statement they're very 90s I would say and but hang yeah. on a
0: minute I didn't know that their kind of motto was cheap and chic yes 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 is Moschino
1: cheap? no it's so cheap. this is what I kind of yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Moschino cheap and chic is not, is not it's very chic but it's not cheap um, so I think it's like their other line like their yeah. slightly more affordable no. line but it's still Moschino yeah. so, yes but for me A I'm just always drawn to anything quite statement mm. and B they were dangly C they, they're, they're clip-ons and I always love like I have a lot of coins I used to live with someone who did jewellery actually and used to make and she would just like rustle me up a coin necklace so I've mm. always been gravitating to spheres I've got a lot of kind of like pendants that are round or hammered or teardrop so for me these are like and obviously, as a fashion student, they're Moschino. They're quite obviously mm. branded, but it's subtle. You know, it's like got, got engraved in the gold. They were just so statement. I always got complimented when I wore them. They made me feel good because I was like, I've got Moschino earrings, <laughs> rightly or wrongly. <laughs> um, that kind of like conspicuous consumption that isn't great. I, but, like, I, know, it uh, but I like that
0: too. I
1: So, yeah. yeah, so I kind of, and they were refined, like, you yeah. know, I found them at a vintage market. And it, again, it's, it's almost as the story how I procured things as much as what they are as well like I love it going I found this at a vintage market or I found this I love like people always say, Hazel you tell us the whole story I'm like well yeah I'm not just gonna say it's (laughs) just this and yeah so it's again the whole story for me but they are just a really gorgeous pair of earrings as well I love
0: a bit of vintage, and they're they're just great I think they're fantastic we're gonna photograph them because they're huge we're scooting through the jewellery bit Mm because we were spent so long gossiping Mm -hmm. about everything else Mm -hmm. basically I should make these about three hours yeah I know I love this bracelet
1: yeah so this is actually probably a very cheap and some people may say garish but for me I love it uh, you know I grew up with The, the Face and ID magazine so I love a bit of kind of like you know kind of very cheap jewellery I just think it can look really chic if you mix it with other things but this is a gold bracelet that's kind of like segments it's not like a whole bangle and in the middle it says I love you uh, in kind of an Italian, oh, a little half and then another little sign that says love so it mixes gold and silver which I don't Tend to do, I mean she says that I'm wearing gold and silver today is this, is Yes, really yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm matching. wearing gold and silver but I actually like you know gold and yeah. silver together on this but this was given to me by my uncle my mum's brother hmm. and I met him when I was travelling he lived in Florida I'd have never met him before so my mum comes from like a family of nine and yeah there's only so many of them that we've actually met and I met him and he'd never met me before and we chatted and it was really really lovely his name was Napoleon he said he said he passed away a couple of years ago but at the end of our conversation, he gifted me this and, you know, and then it says the date on the back, which is a, um, tw- American. So it's the 24th of April, 05. And then he's engraved it again, saying um, from Uncle Nat. And I was just like, how amazing is that? Like for him to gift me that. And I'd never met him before. I was fairly old when I met him. It's the same trip as, as when I was in my late twenties. And I just thought, It's such a lovely notion that people give jewellery to really symbolise what they're trying to tell you. And for somebody who I've just met, and we only had like a couple of hours for him to to do that and then to also engrave it, it's just really touched me. So yes, so that's why I wanted to include that. I think
0: this is a really beautifully made piece of Mm jewellery I don't think I mean I wouldn't call it cheap Mm -hmm. in any way it's all beautifully handmade mm -hmm. and all the engravings beautifully done I think what they've done is they've made each link hollow to cut the weight down Ah, in many ways I, I quite like the feel of it yeah um
1: it's quite tactile, isn't it? It's, you kind it's, of it's sort of hollowness. Mm.
0: But like, if you look at from the back, all of the texturing on everything, and it's been engraved to make it look as though it might have diamonds set everywhere, because to give it a bit of sparkle on the front, but they're not actual diamonds. It's just the way the textures done. Um, I think that is that is really you know a well-made bit of gorgeous jewellery mm-hmm. that I can see that it would be saved and passed down through the generations. Mm-hmm. I really like
1: that. Oh, that's so nice actually to see it from a jeweler's point of view because I, I've just put put that on onto it without really kind of looking at it from a kind of artistry point of view. I just presumed, oh, you know, I wouldn't expect him to.
0: Sometimes, like at first glance, you could go, oh, it's a bit garish because there's yes, a, lot a lot going on and stuff. Yeah, but it's actually really beautiful and, it, yeah. and it's well made, and I think that just wears really nicely yeah. as a. And there's nothing
1: bad about it. I love yeah. that. And it's so funny because yeah. I don't often wear it. So to actually get other people's opinion oh, on it is no, really, yeah. Yeah, because it's so special. Yeah. And what a lovely connection with your Oh my your gosh, it's brother. so so special. I was really blown away. By it when he gave me that, and then you know, I mean, it's full. I mean, it's really soppy. It's full of sentiment. I mean, it says "I love you" twice on the front, and then on the back, it's just hey, you know, he's American. Yeah, you know? I know, it, I love it. it. Like, just met his. Yeah, nice I took it. So, I took it, it all. Yeah, it was lovely. It's really <laughs> it's, lovely. It's got a beautiful feel to it. Yeah.
0: Hey, I'm gonna say we're gonna stop there. <laughs> because um well for two reasons one is you've been so kind i don't want to take up your whole morning. <laughs> and secondly the problem with me is i could just go on and on i kind of hope we're going to stay in touch because um, oh, yes. this has been such a nice chat oh
1: it's been so nice alex and i, I could talk to like you I for need, a long time i need your skills <gasps> i like honestly if you ever need me to help with anything i would like it would be an absolute pleasure
0: Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you'd like to see some of the pieces we've been talking about or for more information about any of the issues we've discussed, please check out our website and follow the links to the podcast page. You'll also find information on how to share your own stories, give a bit of feedback or have a look at all the jewellery related things I've been up to recently. We've also got some great jewellery making tutorials on our YouTube channel. There's lots to see. Just go to www.alexmonroe.com